Welcome back, Bolt fam, to another episode of Chargers Powder Hour. Colin Appel and Miles Raruka here. We are your co-host. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, man. Um, I actually forgot to tell you, I just finished Dahmer. Um, I know oh, yeah, I haven't even Dahmer. finished it yet, so... I literally just finished I haven't it before even finished we hopped it. on here. I finished it. Um, really Did good you? series. I'd recommend it for all you guys. Thing. Yeah, it, it was really good, man. So, Man, that's like last um, week's news, even good. though I still haven't finished it yet. <laughs> yeah, I know it is, I, but I, I just finished it. So I'm proud of myself. It's It's been – I started it like Monday, and I finished it, and it's Thursday, so. Yeah. Yeah, I, I have like a couple different shows that I'm trying to like watch at the same time, and – that's one of them. So I started it like the day it came out and I still, I've got to be close. I've got to be like an episode or two away from finishing it. But uh, yeah, it's, it's been a really good show, really intense, obviously if you don't know the story of Jeffrey Dahmer, but uh, just, yeah, great acting, um, great, great production. So yeah, it's been a, been a crazy one to watch, but uh, yeah, man, I've been good. Um, you know, I think we, it's been a couple of days since the last time we recorded. So been a, a down week. If you're a Chargers fan, uh, we were just talking before we jumped on how it's a little harder naturally to, to love this team day in and day out coming off a loss, especially like the one that they, they came off this last week. Uh, you know, when we're winning, seems like every day, every hour I'm refreshing reading articles, watching videos, just consuming any content that I can. And on weeks like this one, it's kind of been the opposite. <laughs> it's kind of like I need to I need to get away for a day or two, decompress, and then launch myself, you know, fully back into it. So, but man, uh, Thursday night football tonight, Bengals and Dolphins, big AFC matchup. So I'm definitely going to be paying attention to that one. Do you have any... Uh, any predictions there or just who do you want to win in general? Dude, I want the, I don't know why I hate the dolphins though. I just, I've always, I fucking hate them too. I don't know why. Like one, they always just seem to kick our ass and two, like all the sorry ass yeah. dolphins fans on Twitter about Tua and Herbert and all that. Um, there might not be a worse fan base on like on social media. Like yeah. there, I'm sure there's, I know there's worse fan bases just from like a fan base standpoint, but like, as far as, fan bases that are annoying and delusional and just fucking stupid on Twitter. Miami might take the cake. Yeah. Like, yeah. I just, I don't like the dolphins. Bengals are going to wear, be wearing them crispy wide outs tonight. I'm looking forward to seeing. Oh, that's right. Um, but yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to rock with the Bengals tonight. I hope they get it done, but dude, Miami does look legit so far this year. So I don't know, man. I think it'll be a good game. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm also rooting for the Bengals, man. We got to knock. I mean, it's way too early to scoreboard watch, but I I'm a natural like it's what I do even from week 1. Like I'm always scoreboard watching. Um just, you know, it, it's less scoreboard watching for like cuz you know how teams are going to like finish out, but just, you know, these ma- like in a sense of these matches are going to be huge down the road, not just for the Bengals and the and the Dolphins, but for the Chargers too because these are two teams that are going to be, you know, definitely in the playoff battle and any, you know, leverage or or statistical boost that the Chargers can get later on in the year, you know, whether that's other AFC teams beating the the piss out of each other or whatever, um, 
you know, I, I always, I always want to knock whoever's on top down a peg and try to keep the race as close as possible for as long as possible. Cause you just don't, you don't know how it's going to end. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Um, but I, I, I pretty much will always root against the dolphins for some reason. I just, I don't know, man. No. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm right there much. with you. Fuck the dolphins. So that's what I'm saying. Well, but, uh, top in, let's talk about some chargers football. How about, yeah, give us give us this icebreaker, and then we can uh, jump into it here. All right, yeah, so I got main icebreaker, then I want to know what you're drinking tonight, but uh, we'll kick it off. So my icebreaker I brought up was, if you could choose um, an NFL stadium to visit next, where would you choose and why? Ah, very good question. Very good question. Um, well, since I'm going to Houston this weekend – it's funny. I just thought about this this morning when I was showering. I was like, "Man, yeah, it's another." Because we had just talked about what was our icebreaker like a couple weeks ago. Like, how many have you been to? Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I was like, "Man, this is another one that I get to add to my list." I'm slowly catching up to miles, but uh, for me, I would probably say it's got to be a team that like I've the Chargers would don't visit very often. And those are some of the stadiums I've like some of my favorite stadiums have kind of been from opponents that the chargers just don't get to travel to those cities very often, like Chicago, Dallas. But I would probably say, man, it's a tough one. You know what? I think Seattle would be a, a really fun stadium. Never been to Seattle. Uh, I could make a weekend out of that one, do some sightseeing, get some really good food. And then the atmosphere at Seattle is, is amazing. It's kind of like Kansas City. Didn't they go back and forth for a f- few years on like the yeah. loudest stadium? So I feel yeah, like the atmosphere sure. would be good. Tailgating would be good. Um, and that would just be a fun stadium to cross off. So I'm going to go Seattle. Yeah, I like that answer a lot. That would be on my short list. It's actually funny that you brought that up. My sister texted me yesterday and said, do the Chargers ever play the Seahawks? And I said, yeah, they're playing this year. And she said, is it in Seattle? I really want to go to Seattle for a game. Uh, this just happened yesterday. So it's actually funny that that's the one that you said. But that, that would also be on my short list. I, wanna, I really want to visit like Washington and Oregon sometime. You know, go yeah. to maybe go visit where Justin Herbert used to be slinging the ball around. So Four years from now, they'll be playing in Seattle. So, who knows? Maybe we'll have to make a trek up there. But uh, four, well, three, yeah, four, because it rotates every for the NFC conferences. So um, I guess going away like every this, four years. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be. A, Wait, it'll so you're be saying the last Seattle time we played them was in? Oh, you're right. Because the last time we played them was the the when we beat them in Seattle in 2018. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Des King pick six that game, I remember. But um, yep. Um, so that that would definitely be on my short list. But I, I'm gonna go with one that you've been to. That's, I mean, it's the obvious answer. I haven't been to SoFi yet, so I I, I would be wrong if I didn't say SoFi. Uh, SoFi obviously yeah. it kind of speaks for itself. That place is immaculate, and I I honestly mainly just want to go to the team store and spend like five hundred bucks. And then I'd yeah. be content. You know, I could just go and tailgate, not even go to the game, and just go spend a stack of cash at the team store and be content with myself. So, yeah. 
Next time I go, I'm definitely going to take advantage of the stadium tour because we were there last time we went, we went like a day. We went on like Saturday because we were just hanging out at the hotel, had nothing going on, uh, had already been to the beach and, and done all that stuff. So we hopped in an Uber and drove like 10 minutes to the stadium and just kind of walked around and went to the team store. But when we were there, we noticed that there were there were groups of people that were going on tours. So they, they had like walk into this office um, and like that's where they were doing like all these like stadium tours out of. So I'm like, all right, I'll have to, I'll have to remember that for next time. I'd, I'd love to do that. But uh, so far is awesome, man. Um, you know, I, I think just from a pure, purely like watching a game at, at a stadium, like there's not a bad seat in the house. And, um, you know, I mean, regardless how you feel about concession prices and food and beverage, like that, that stuff is kind of a different category for me, but just for the stadium itself with all the, you know, new high tech crap that they have in there, it's, it's really next to none. I mean, the only one that I, I've only NFL stadium I can compare it to is Dallas, but, uh, you know, that's what over a decade old now. So, um, no man, it's yeah. When, when you get a chance to go out there, you'll love it. It's uh, it's crazy to walk into that stadium because you realize like everything is like built down into the ground. So you think you're walking in at like, uh, uh like at the top of the seats, but then you're like, it's weird. Like you're down in a bowl. Yeah. It's pretty cool though. Yeah, no, that's that's got to be that's got to be number one on my list. There's a few others that would miss the cut, but I mean. As a Chargers fan, that's got to be number one. So, I think uh, Lambo would be up there for me too. Lambo would be really cool. like I, I've never been to Wisconsin. It's like one of those weird states that's I've just never been to. So, I think Green Bay could be a fun, a fun game experience. I think we play there in two years. I know a few buddies of mine are Packers fans, so we might try to make a road trip up there. But got a little bit. Of, that would be fun. Got a little bit. Of Hopefully, it's not. Uh, Hopefully it's like a September game or like an October Dude, game I won't even mind and not that. a December game. I wouldn't even mind if it was straight frozen tundra. I feel like that would just add to the experience. Yeah, I would freeze my balls off, but like I think that experience yeah. would be second to none. So, Yeah, man. Oh, yeah, we'll have, to, we'll have to hit up Green Bay. That's one of those stadiums like you, I have to go to at some point. So Yeah. But, so what are, but, you, yeah. what are you drinking tonight? Oh, dude, uh, I'm glad you asked because I was at the gas station – about an hour ago, and uh, I went there for one reason. That was to get to get a, ge- a, a beer uh, for the episode because I'm like, shit, I'm out of beer, and I don't know what I'm going to drink. So I went to the gas station, went to the tall boy section, and I had no idea that Modelo – well, I, I knew that they made chiladas like in a, in a can, but this one is a pina chilada. So it's like a pina colada, but chilada mixed in with no, like I think the pina chilada is just like it's a play on colada, but like it's just like a it's like a modello mixed with like a pina colada. I gotcha. So it it's pretty good. It's uh, let's see here, refreshing flavors of pineapple and chili peppers. So there you go. Modelo. Delicious. 
but uh yeah it's pretty good i've had uh i would i would give you a can crack but i'm already like a quarter into it so but that's what it looks like yeah it looks that so. can looks sexy so but uh me myself and i over here you know i'm not a huge seltzer guy but i try to mix it up for the episodes um i could have just went down to the store and bought some but i'm running low on money right now i gotta pay rent at the end of this week so i was just digging through my fridge i'm pretty sure this is one of my roommates so i hope that she doesn't slaughter me for this but i have a press never heard of this shit it's called press grapefruit cardamom cardamom i think yeah, C-A-R-D-A-M-O-M. Uh, premium alcohol seltzer. Hmm. 4%, never heard of it. Not a big seltzer guy, but, I mean, I'll have one, and I'll drink. Yeah, that looks and sounds like a basic white girl seltzer. Well, considering I'm pretty sure it's hard girl seltzer. roommate's drink, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so, no, I, like, that's that's spot on. So, I got I can give you guys the crap. I can give you guys the Even got, like, this... Though. There you go. It's even got like the skinny like lettering, like font, like press. I'm really not as again. I don't like seltzers, but I do like grapefruit. I do like grapefruit flavored stuff. So I this might be okay, but we'll see. So there you go. Well, good stuff, man. Cheers to you, and uh, let's get into it, man. We got we got some stuff to cover for the Chargers and Texans pregame. While I was like, who are we playing this week? You're literally, brain going, fart. you're literally going. So I'm literally going to the game. I'm like, who are we playing? Who we're playing this week? <laughs> Chargers, Texans. Uh, first thing first, I want to talk about the in- injury report because as of a couple hours ago, I think we have some more news uh, for, for the Chargers injury report. It's not good news as far as I know, uh, but Keenan Allen leaves early from today's practice. Um, you know, he's missed the last two games with a hamstring injury and after playing, after participating in a few practices this week, uh, it looks like there might be another bump in the road for Keenan Allen, um, getting back out onto the playing field. So this was, uh, reported by Jeff Miller of the Los Angeles times. Uh, Allen was seen walking off the practice field alongside a team trainer prior to the end of the session which usually doesn't bode well for eventual news. So nothing more really on that matter as of right now, but fuck me, <laughs> another another bump in the road for another setback uh, for an injury. Just not 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 great, man. Not good news at all. Um, well, this late in the week. Maybe he was... Yeah, maybe maybe he had to use the bathroom or something. I don't know, man. I'm I'm just I don't know. In every scenario in my head, it's not good. But I'm trying to think of a way in which it could be good. He was still listed as a limited participant on the practice report today. Yeah, but obviously walked out there practice. Maybe they're taking into account the portion in which he was out there. So I don't know. This is something that I I tried to. I didn't know how to express it at the time, but this is like an injury that I've wanted to keep an eye on for the last couple of weeks, really since it, that he went, that it was reported after the, the Raiders game. Um, because hamstrings, man, are just tricky. They're, they suck. Like they're, the timetable on them is always, it's never black and white. It's always gray. Um, and when you're, I mean, a position like wide receiver, I mean, 
you need that muscle to do pretty much everything <laughs> that you do. And I, I just, I didn't want to say like, I knew this was going to happen or I had a feeling this was going to happen, but I just had a weird, like, I guess, yeah, feeling when, when Keenan went down that I'm like, they say a week or two, but like I could see this end up being like three, four five weeks just because you never really know with hamstrings. I mean, they could be, I mean, everybody reacts differently to them. You tweak them, you strain it. It's, and as a, a former track athlete, that's had a probably nothing as bad as like what Keenan Allen's going through. I've had a couple hamstring uh, uh, issues and I, I can just tell you, I mean, anyone that's competed or, or has dealt with it, like they fucking suck. So yeah, I mean, at this point, I wouldn't expect to see him for probably another two or three weeks. I mean, I think with, with the schedule that, that they have coming up, they can get by without him. You know, the the rest of the team, and, and we'll talk about this here later on in the episode, gonna, they're going to have to step up, but just not looking good for a guy that we thought we were going to get back this week, and now it's looking like that won't be the case. Dude, yeah, I think a lot of our problems – go away like i think last keenan's just one of those dudes that such an impact player you know third and keenan you know our, our issues last week go away i'm not saying we win the game with keenan but it's definitely a much better game no. and going forward the thought of us having him back out there just makes me feel so much more confident in our abilities to win games but yeah, man, that just that news just blows. It's one of those things where once I saw the news, I just can't really sit still until I get confirmation on like what's going on, which hopefully we'll get uh, yet today. But yeah, man, I don't know, man, that, that sucks. Um, overall, though, other than the Bosa and Slater injury last week, our practice report does not look horrible. I thought it was going to be a like a medieval scroll of players on that part on that practice report that we saw today but like you got um justin herbert was listed as full today which is good news jc jackson logged limited today and yesterday which i would think is good news considering he didn't practice at all last week austin johnson full both days i don't think there's really anything to worry about there and then donald parm and Corey Lindsay both practiced in limited fashion uh, today and yesterday, which Lindsley did not practice at all last week. So that makes me feel good. Parham did practice limited last week, but I think, you know, the more limited practices that you get, obviously it's a lot better than being held out. So yeah. um, I think we're going to have some guys out there this week for sure. Yeah. It'll be a nice kind of, uh, you know, feeling of, Hey, not, we're at least getting some of these guys back. Right. Not, not everybody is, is out for the year. Um, you know, like JC Jackson, Corey Lindsley, Austin, or not Austin Johnson, cause he didn't miss any time, but JC Corey and Donald Parham. I mean, what, those are three huge names right there that, I mean, that, that uh, immediately makes me feel better about our chances on Sunday when you get, you know, all pro cornerback back, all pro center back and a pretty dang good tight end. Um, that your quarterback has clearly been missing in certain situations. So, yeah, I think those guys are training in, training in the right direction. And, uh, yeah, I mean, going back to Keenan one more time, it sucks. But, you know, I let's see. We're going into – this is week four. 
I would say there's a possibility yeah. that I don't. I mean, we'll have to see how the rest of this news plays out. But if it's a setback, I wouldn't be surprised if we didn't see him till after the bye, which would be like week nine. Yeah. Yeah. True. So, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna react too much to it until we get some more news on it. Um, obviously not good indications, but I'm not gonna look too much into it until we hear something. Yeah, it just it doesn't sound good. And if if I had to if I had to make like an early prediction, I'd be like, you know what, they're probably gonna hold them out for a couple more weeks. And but yeah, who knows? We'll we'll see. We'll we'll update you guys more with that as we get more news on it. Um. You want to talk about injuries for – we can talk about a couple on, on the Houston side of things because uh, a lot of these guys that were on the list yesterday um, with DNPs did not practices. Uh, they were at least on uh, – they were at least, you know, limited in practice or, or had more participation. So uh, the, the big names that step out to, or stand out to me from the Houston side – is offensive lineman Austin Deculus and tight end Brevin Jordan. Those are the two guys that did not practice today, still due to injuries. Uh, the tight end Brevin Jordan with an ankle, and oh yeah, they're both both ankle injuries actually. So, offensive lineman and a tight end that we might not see, but other than that, I mean, it seems like they're they're going to play most of their guys. Uh, Malik Collins didn't practice on Wednesday, but he was a full on Thursday today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh, the other guy really to note on that practice report would be Damian Pierce. Um, he was limited yesterday. Um, he, yeah. he is on one of my fantasy teams, so I've been keeping an eye on him, but he did log a full practice today and is, no longer listed on their injury report on their injury report um, into this weekend. So I'm sure that we'll see him out there, which I'd rather probably see him than Rex Burkhead because I have PTSD from what Rex Burkhead did to us last year. So you know, just a just a name to monitor. But I would expect them to I would expect him to play. Um, but yeah, there, obviously no team is as riddled with injuries as we are right now. Which I guess we'll just have to see how we bounce back. Yeah, and I was watching, I think it was either today or yesterday, but Colin Coward was talking about, you know, how the, you know, the the Ravens were kind of the precedent for this situation that the the Chargers are in. Because last year, you know, the the chart, like this, what happened to the Chargers was happening with the Ravens, right? And they essentially figured out a way to keep the boat afloat, even with all these injuries. Now, eventually once Lamar got hurt, I mean, it all went to shit. Right. Rightfully. So like, I think, you know, the argument that Cowherd was making was, Hey, if the chargers can, you know, have Justin Herbert be Justin Herbert and, and, and just be, be Justin Herbert at quarterback and have a coach that doesn't totally fuck, fuck it up for him. They should, be okay like on paper theoretically like i mean injuries are going to happen uh to every team 
right? They're they're hitting us hard now at the begin beginning of the season, but I'd rather be getting hit now than in December or the first week of January because like like I said, you know, some of these guys are going to come back. Yeah, they might miss a significant part of time, but we should get most of these guys back at some capacity at some point in the season. So, um I think the Chargers can can at least keep the boat afloat and and be in the playoff race and if they can get some key guys back, you know, guys like Keenan Allen, Joey Bosa, along with a couple others, um you know, let's say mid-November, late November, early December, uh, this team can still go on a run. So uh, they have a schedule that favors them. We talked about this on the last episode. The next six weeks is really going to be kind of a make and break for the year. Like, and if they go, I mean, if they go three and three, it's definitely not over yet. But they really need to capitalize and, and get four or five of these next six um, before they they play the Chiefs again and and late November. So. Um, with all all the injuries, you know, with all that being said, I think I think we're still in an okay spot, you know. Um, but it's just, yeah, it, it's it's gonna be fucking tough. Yeah, no kidding. But this is the time that it's good to deal with these. You see our schedule coming up. We got Texans, Browns, uh, Broncos, Seahawks, Falcons coming up. So all teams yep. that I think a Injury riddled Chargers could take care of before we got, you know, Niners, Chiefs, Raiders again, Dolphins, our favorite team ever, uh, yeah. Rams, uh, teams like that to close out. So it's kind of good that it's happening now. And it's not like we're sitting at, you know, like 10 and three and then all of a sudden get bit with the injury bug. Um, so right. It's, just it's like you have to. Yeah. I, I think perspective is everything on that. Like it sucks to lose so many key guys so early on but a few of those guys are going to come back they'll be back um and you have to do your job and and keep the train moving you know while, while those guys are gone so uh yeah man that the injuries are going to be tough but you know i think week to week when we start seeing more people got more, more guys come back um that'll make it a little easier so moving on from injuries let's talk about the keys to the game and what those are going to look like for you. So hit me with them. All right. So I don't want to sound like a broken record. I could put the same things down every single week, but I'll mix it up a little bit. Um, so Texans this weekend, Texans bode, boast the 30th ranked defensive defense against the run so far this season. So my first key is we got to establish the run game. Um, the stat where Austin Eckler has like 84 total yards through three games is astronomically horrible. Um, there's like, we're like ranked 15th over like certain players in like running yards this year. Um, so we got to get the run game going. This is the game to do it. Uh, bad run defense. Got to get Austin Eckler, Joshua Kelly, some room to run this weekend. Uh, bit of a banged up yeah. O-line for us. Uh, which kind of takes me into my next point is we need to have some dudes step up. Uh, Jamari Salyer, big name. We've raved about him all off season. Uh, fifth round rookie, or was he sixth round? Fifth or sixth round rookie? I can't remember. I think he was fifth, but fifth round rookie out of Georgia, starting left tackle this week in place of 
our beloved Rashawn Slater, who will be out for the remainder of the season. Um, we need him to step up. We need dudes like Chris Rumpf to step up big time for us. And then with this new Keenan news, we're going to need another receiver to step up. This could be Josh Palmer time. I know we talk about it every single week, but let's hope for some – let's hope for Josh Palmer time uh, coming in these next few weeks, hopefully this weekend. And then finally we need to get, we need to get some turnovers. Uh, last week we saw what happened. We didn't force any turnovers. We had two ourselves. Uh, given our defense a short field and they were able to capitalize. So we need to be able to create some turnovers, you know, not an offense in Houston that is very potent, isn't one that I'm necessarily too scared about. Um, I think Davis Mills is definitely serviceable at QB. Uh, Brandon Cooks is a decent weapon. Damian Pierce is a decent weapon who's still a rookie, though, haven't seen ton out of him. And then outside of that, the receiver room is like Nico Collins and some other dudes that yeah. – probably even make our roster at this point um so we just need to we just need to play our game um have dudes step up where they're needed and i think we'll be okay yeah i mean those are great keys i mean i this is when like for me i mean i agree i agree with you like you could say the same thing every week um but i think when it like when you think about it week by week certain matchups um you know, mine, mine tend to shift a little bit, but I mean, th- yeah, those are three solid keys right there. I mean, they, they definitely need to figure out how to run the ball. Austin Eckler, you know, three games, 80 yards, they got to get him going. Uh, that's, that's a key for me is, is get, you know, don't, don't let Herbert do it all on himself. He doesn't have to like get these skill players that we love and know, get them involved. Like Lombardi has to find a way to come out and get, get the ball in Eckler's hands, get the ball in Mike Williams' hands. Like Mike Williams, one catch last week for 15 yards, albeit a touchdown, one catch, right? So um, for me, a, 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 excuse me, I had to get that out. Damn. A big key for me is going to be getting these skill players involved and, and involved early. So, I, yeah, I, I like where you're going with the running game thing because – um, you know, they have to get guys like Kelly and Eckler going. So um, love it, man. The, uh, the other key that I had was not to kind of copy you, but I mean, this defense, I was going to go takeaways, but this defense just has to get back to looking like this defense week one and week two, you know, against the Raiders and the Chiefs. I don't know. It really was just that second half last week, but they ha- they have to come out sharper. I would love to see some personnel changes be, being made. Um, get certain guys out of there on the D line that cannot pass rush to save their life. <clears throat> Number ninety nine. Um, like just cut is. him, leave him in Houston if you can. Like I don't care. <laughs> like we need like get get uh, Covington and some other guys involved on, on the defensive pass rush, um, and just fuck it, dude. Like you're coming off a fucking blowout last week, like mix some stuff up, like, uh, you know, throw in some personnel changes, kind of, you know, try to catch them off guard, get some new ideas out there. Um, just anything to throw off that defense. And then lastly is just going to be similar to my, one of my keys last week. And that's just the chargers have to call a great game offensively and defensively. I mean, I think a lot of it, a lot of the frustration these first couple of games that have come down to the coaching and 
you know, our, our offensive scheme and, and our defensive game plan. And um, this is not, this is, is not a good team. Like this is a team that we should come in here as banged up as we are and win by two touchdowns. Like no ifs, ands, buts about it. Like, will that happen? I don't know. It should. Like when you look at our roster, even with, the pieces that we have missing now, like there's no reason that, that we shouldn't walk into Houston, win by two touchdowns and leave. And if it's anything else, if it's anything else, then it's, it's a disappointment. Cause it's, if it's a loss, it's a, holy shit. Now we're one in three, like don't sound the alarm yet. But if we win on a game winning field goal, or if it goes to overtime, or if Justin Herbert has to be out there slinging, 30 yard balls downfield on third and 11 on the final drive. Like, like those, that, that's the type of game I, I, I think they want to avoid at all costs. Like, uh, you know, this is a win or this is a game I should say to get you back in the win column and get you knotted up at two and two and just kind of as a calming effect, kind of like a, a, a little reset for a lot of the team, you know, Hey, we're back to 500. It's a new season. Let's take one game at a time. So, yeah, kind of a, a long key there, but, I mean, you could sum it up with with uh, play calling and game calling. Yeah, man, for sure. Um, I want to see I want to see some shots, dude. Like, I want to see us take some shots downfield finally. Obviously, we don't have Justin at 100%, but, I mean, we do have – we have Mike Williams, who we just – can't seem to get big get in the ball recently well i mean besides the chiefs game we're, last week we couldn't get him the ball other than the touchdown grab which was his only catch you know i want to see i want to see yeah. the Chargers offense that we're accustomed to seeing that that explosive offense yeah. from last year that top ranked offense from last year but you know with injuries well, i think that's just going to be something uh it was lombardi did state earlier today that he kind of pumped the brakes on the offense a bit last week yeah and dude that kind of wanted annoyed to the piss out of me he wanted to see that annoyed you know, me so Justin much because I was like, he, didn't he come out and say the same thing uh, after the last game? He said it after the first week. He said it after the Oakland after game, the first game. Las Vegas game. Yeah. So I'm like, dude, yeah, yeah like we get it. You, when are you going to start realizing this? Like the day before the game and not the day after. Yeah. But, you know, I want like, to see. I get that he wants to like talk to the media and what? I think we have a little delay going on. Uh, I think we're fine. Sorry, we were just caught up in words. But uh, I just want to see this offense get back to where it is. That exciting offense that I was so excited to see trot back out onto the field last year. You know, when I saw that offense get back on the field last week, I was like, God, I, I don't even want to watch this. I don't even want to see what happens. But, you know, I we want to well, get back, back to, to what you were saying about getting. Like, yeah, back to what you were saying about getting like getting guys going. I'd like to see more than one guy. Because that's been the that's been the case the first three games, you know. Um, last week it was Palmer. The week two is is Mike Williams. Week one, before he went out, it was it was Keenan. And, um, I mean, yeah, he, they they spread the ball pretty good, but it was it was mainly Keenan before he went out in the first game. So like, I think that Lombardi, like just the way the offense is set up, Herbert being like good enough at at quarterback can spread the ball around, but like. I want to see Lombardi scheme someone open like consistently. Like I want to see, I want to see you set up a game for Mike Williams 
to just take take over. And if they're and like if it's not there or whatever when you line up on Sunday and they're not they're not giving you the looks that you want, then you like you should also be able to what make adjustments if they're not giving you yeah no, exactly we don't have the ability to yeah. make adjustments right now that's something that you need to do being an offensive coordinator in the nfl football league well and it's just like i feel like every great offensive coordinator every great offensive play caller they have a play right and from that play they can go three different directions right and that's kind of how plays are set up in the national football like you know with with guys audibling out to different looks or you know they have you know, one package that can run two or three, four different possibilities if they have to. Um, and so, I don't know, man. It just needs to be more creative on offense, and hopefully we see some of that. And, uh, you know, I think that just directly results in points. Like, the more points you're putting up, obviously, you know, you're you're driving down the field, uh, you're, you're having a good rhythm, you're putting stuff together pretty consistently. So I, I would just like to see them kind of have a, a good offensive game from start to finish and defense just just keep doing what you've been doing besides whatever it was that second half was last week. Yeah, no kidding. Just a no-quit no quit team I think we're going to see out there. I think this team knows that it's kind of make or break time, even though it's week four. Like, this is the time that we need to show up against a bad team and really prove to ourselves who yeah. we are. So, Well, yeah, it is, man. Like, it's crazy to say that. Because it's like, man, it's only week four. But again, you know, we're going to sound like a broken record, but these next six weeks are, are fucking huge. Yeah, 100%. And they're huge because, I mean, we don't know what Charger teams are we're going to be putting out there every week. I mean, we could get more injuries. Uh, you know, I don't know. Guys, More guys can get banged up. But, um, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to to see how these next couple weeks go. Um all right, moving moving on into before we do the predictions, we'll we'll talk about our bold takes for this week, and to throw it back to last week, um, I think. But well, I know my bold take was Herbert was going to have three hundred and three touchdowns, and that didn't, that didn't happen. He almost had three hundred. He had like two ninety seven, I want to say. So I was close yeah, there. He's he still. He still found a way to to get his yards, um, but only the one touchdown, the the red zone fade to Mike Williams. So, um, yeah, I was I was a lot closer than my week two uh, bold prediction, but still missed out here on week three. And yours was, what was yours for last week? Uh, I said Austin Eckler, one hundred and fifty all purpose yards and two touchdowns, but that Oof. wasn't close either. So. Yeah. Hey, it's okay. We did pretty good this the first week, right? two weeks on our bowl prediction. So we did. We've uh, had some good ones. Let's hear yours first. Okay. Uh my bold prediction is that Austin Eckler is gonna have over a hundred yards all purpose. <laughs> I think okay, uh I mean it's bold in the sense that you know he's had eighty well, eighty rushing yards over the first three games, but um, man, it would just be, it would be really refreshing to see a classic Austin Eckler game, you know, hundred plus yards, all, you know, all purpose, couple of touchdowns and just, you know, looking like his regular self. I think he's one of the skill players. I think that can help out Herbert the most. 
just because of his position and, and all the, the different hats that he kind of wears. But whether it's him, I mean, I'd love, like, that's my bold prediction is for him to go over 100. But yeah, that they need to get someone out of that backfield going and they need to get that, that backfield passing game going. Like that, that's when this offense is at their best. I mean, Eckler's catching balls out of the backfield. Kelly, um, you know, dump off passes for eight, 10, 12 yards, moving the ball down the field. So, uh, I need to see my boy Eck get back over the hundred yard mark. Yeah, I like that. I, I I'm definitely rooting for him. Um, hard guy to not root for. Just a really great dude on and off the field. Um, and I do have him in a fantasy league, so I would love to see that. But um, kind of happy that my bull prediction last week did not come true. I was playing against Eckler in my money league, so you know I'll take that with a grain of salt. But um. I'm going to go to the other side of the ball for my bull prediction. I had one that I was going to do, but I realized it was kind of boring, and I want to do something a little bit more fun. Um, I think we see our first defensive touchdown of the year from the Chargers okay. on Sunday. I think Whether it's a scoop and score or pick six, I'm I'm praying for a Derwin James pick six. You know, he hasn't got one of those yet, and he's very deserving, but um, I'm not going to go that far in my bold take. I'm just going to say that we're going to see a defensive touchdown come Sunday I'm not sure who maybe pick six maybe scoop and score maybe shit man maybe we'll block a field goal and return it for a touchdown I don't know block but a punt that's what I'm we could block a punt that'd be cool um but I, I, that's what I'm gonna root for I can't remember when was our last defensive touchdown that we had we had to have had one last year um we fuck, definitely had one last the year. last one that the last one that pops into my head, I don't, I don't know if it's the last one that we've had, but like the last one that I can visually remember watching was the Cincinnati game with, uh, yeah, Trayvon Campbell. Yeah, that would probably be, that would have to be the last one I would think. I can't remember one late in the season. You guys correct me. Trayvon Campbell. But... I said Trayvon. Whatever, close enough. Yeah, Tavon Campbell scoop and score yeah. against the Bengals. But I think that we see, I think we see our first defensive touchdown of the year come Sunday. So, I like it, man. That talking about helping out Justin Herbert, fuck, like that would be. You can't get much better help rest than, on the than defense scoring for you. Yeah, just just let him rest on the sideline a little bit longer for him. So, hey, man, who knows? Right. Yeah, man. I would love uh, nothing well, more hey, that... than like a seventy-yard pick six, but we'll see. Yeah, seventy yard pick six. Maybe maybe special teams can help him out and like return a punt or return a, a kick. Uh any 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 extra help right now is uh would be awesome to see it. And you know what? Now that you say that, like I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. So this just has the makings of, of one of those games where Chargers need to get back on track and they just blow out a team um and get help from all sides. Special teams help, defensive help, uh Skill players on offense stepping up, so I love it, man. Uh, I'm gonna be, ha- I'll have that in the back of my mind when I'm watching every defensive possession. I'm gonna be like, hmm, all right, is this gonna be the snap? Is this gonna be the play? Hey, last time, last time you went to a Chargers game in the state of Texas, we had the uh, Desmond King 90 yard pick six. So, I mean, who knows, man? That's true, yeah. And uh, Keenan Allen had a game, even though he probably won't be playing this time around, but uh, we don't know yet. You know that's all speculation. We gotta wait for the, gotta wait for the news to come out about why he left today and and the injury injury report 
on game day. But yeah, man, um, I can definitely see something like that happen. It, it's it's bound to happen, and, and the Chargers are definitely due. So that would be that would be lovely. We'll, we'll hope hope that happens. There's just uh, there's just nothing more satisfying, in my opinion, than a defensive touchdown. Like that's one of my most satisfying plays in football is a pick six, or something. yeah, especially when it's your team, dude. When you say that, now that you say that, the last three games that I've been to, there's all been pick sixes for the other teams. Let's see. And they were all, actually, two of them have been away because of the last game. We saw fucking Chiefs take one back, Jalen Watson. And then the game before that, the Broncos game last year, Pat Sertan took one back. Yep. And then in the fucking Patriots game, I think it was Adrian Phillips that took one back. Nice. Love to hear that. So I've seen a lot of them, just not none in the Chargers' favor over the last couple of games I've been to. So, yeah, fingers crossed we are due for one to be on our side. So good stuff, man. Um, one of the last things we'll go over here, actually the last thing we'll go over here, uh, unless you want to go over betting lines and stuff. But uh, let's talk prediction. Prediction time, man. It's here. So give me your game predictions um, and, you know, give me a final score and then give me give me something fun. Give me like a little scenario that to, to tie along with it. Yeah, my I, my original prediction was going to go with the scenario, but I decided to go defensively instead. Um, so over under, um, I don't know what you're looking at, but I'm looking at 44 and a half um, just according to ESPN right now. And a five-point spread for the Chargers. Um, so, uh, Chargers, Chargers, uh, Chargers can cover. They can, but will they? Is the question. And I'm gonna say no. I don't think the Chargers cover. Um, I think that this is a game that stays close along down the line. But I think it's also kind of on the low-scoring side. So I'm gonna say that the under 44 and a half hits. Chargers do not cover. And Dustin Hopkins kicks a walk-off field goal, twenty-three twenty, to win the game. Oof. But I mean, hey, it's a dub. We would take it for sure. We would gladly hop on, talk about it, be in good spirits. But man, I would love to see this offense score more than twenty-three points. Oh, I'm rooting. I'm rooting for me to be completely wrong. I would love to put up a thirty ball at least. But just I don't know, man. Yeah, we're gonna see. Maybe. No, hey, like like I said, you know, you can't be mad about a prediction. Uh, with the Chargers being on top, um, because mine, I'm gonna go. I mean, mine's pretty similar. It's not. I, I think the Chargers cover, and I think here's here's what I think happens. I think this is a lot. I think this is a, one of those games that's it's back and forth through the first three quarters, and then the first over the first two to three drives for both teams in that fourth quarter. So let's say each team gets the ball once. Something's gonna something big's gonna happen at the beginning of the fourth quarter that puts this game game away for the Chargers. Um, kind of like, uh, and we talked about it just here a second ago, but the Cincinnati game last year, you know, it was like, man, this game. Well, one, we got out to a fucking hot start. They came storming back, and then we're like, oh shit, we're gonna have a game here. And then within like a cut, like one or two series, the Tavon Campbell pick six, three now. Like before you know it, it's like three touchdown game again. So I think 
I can see that happening this Sunday. Is like it's you know we get out to a lead, they they tie it up, you know we're back and forth. It's a it's a game entertaining through through the first three quarters, and then somewhere in the fourth quarter, big big turnover, possibly your bold prediction, you know pick six something along those lines, and it just kind of kind of puts the game away, and then it's it's uh you know nothing really more than that, but. I'm going to say final score. I'm definitely taking the over. The over is 44 and a half. Uh, I'm taking the Chargers 20. Fuck it. Nope. 31 to 23. I like it. No, actually, fuck it. 31 to 20. All right. I like it. There it is. Like 31 20. I like it a lot, man. Um, just, just. For future reference, I'm never. It don't matter the circumstances. I'm never gonna pick us to lose on this podcast. But, ooh, I might. I don't think I'm. That, I'm, I'm a little more realistic. But I. I am. The thing is, like, like, I'm always. I'm also optimistic going into every game. Like I definitely have. Yeah. I can't remember the last time I went into a game and was like, "Fuck!" Like we are screwed. Like I am always. The only time I might take a team against us is like if we like if we go into like let's say like the chiefs game comes back around and we're like not even 500 and it's kind of, it's like a lost season at that point And no one's like, everyone's just in a bad mood. <laughs> like I could see myself taking Kansas city maybe, in that case, but, maybe, but I mean, other than that, like it's probably going to be, yeah, it'll be chargers 99.9% of the time. Love to hear it, man. Uh, great picks, man. So good stuff. Well, um, you got anything else you want to throw in here? No, dude, just have a great time. I wish I was there. Um, live it up in Houston. I'm stoked, man. Uh, it's going to be a fun game to watch, man. Lots of lots of shit happening. I mean, just to kind of recap what we've talked about today, like lots of shit happening, and it's only week four. I mean, you know, with all the injuries that we're dealing with, um, you know, Keenan Allen going out again later today, uh, Brandon Staley about set Chargers Twitter on fire yesterday when he announced – Jamari Sawyer is going to be starting at left tackle. Um, fuck, man. It, it's it's going to be another one of those games where, like, it, just buckle up because I don't know what's going to happen. I, I don't know what version of this team we're going to get on Sunday. And I just – I'm just at the point now where I want, to, I want to be exiting the game or leaving a game where I'm not, like – where I don't want to pull my hair out at the coaching staff. <laughs> like that, that's just kind of where I'm at. Like I, I want to see a good game all around a clean game. Um, and I want to see a win. I want to want to break this goddamn losing streak that I'm on with uh, going to see my chargers. Yeah, dude, for sure. I think this is, this is bounce back time for us after that ugly showing last week. So we'll, we'll see what happens though. Yeah, it'll be, a, it'll be a tough one. Uh, every game, and this league is tough no matter who, who you're playing. So, um, but yeah, man, that's all I got. Uh, I'm going to finish this beer and then go drink another one. So uh, I'm going to get out of here unless you have anything else you want to add. No, dude, I, I'm, I'm chilling, man, but you got to hop on. If you need something to do during the flight, download some Dahmer for sure. Get back on that. So, yeah, I need to, I, dude, I'm telling you, I'm like an episode. I have to be like an episode or two away from finishing it. Um, but yeah, man, the Padres have been on. I've been watching them at night, so you know, I've been taking up most of my evenings. It's getting getting uh, down to the 
nitty gritty for baseball, but yeah, I need to finish Dahmer. So that, that'll be a, that might be actually what I do in the airport. So there you go, man. good looks. Yep. Have fun this weekend, man. All right, man. Well, let's get out of here. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of chargers powder hour episode number 38. This is the chargers Texans pregame show. Make sure you guys follow us on spot, not on Spotify, on Instagram and Twitter at Powder Hour Pod LA. We are also on Spotify oh, and Apple Podcasts. You can follow us on Spotify. So feel free to hop on there and give us a listen. What's up? I said you can follow us on Spotify too. There's nothing wrong with that. But yeah, follow fuck it. Follow us on Spotify. Leave us a review. Uh, how about this? If you leave us a review, take a screenshot, DM it to us. We will send you a free laptop sticker. How about that? Mark it down. Sounds good to me, brother. Good stuff. All right, man. Let's get out of here. Go Chargers and see you later.